are about to hear a life-changing message preached at Revival International Memphis by the Reverend Kojo Orleans Lindsay. In 1 Corinthians 15 verse 10, the Bible says, But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and His grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. In this Sunday's message, Reverend Lindsay preaches a powerful message about church growth and hard work. Life is a combination of grace and hard work, recognizing the blessings God has given us and utilizing them to the fullest. So let us listen into this anointed word and work diligently with the grace we have been given by our God. Be blessed. Hard work causes your family to expand. Causes your opportunities to expand. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 9. Brother, the background music is powerful. Your hands are anointed. Say amen. Why are you smiling? Don't bring yourself at all. For I am the least. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 9. For I am the least. Paul said, I am the least of the apostles. I am not even qualified to be called an apostle. Because I persecuted the church. How many have said something bad about a church before? I, I, me, me, me. Your pastor has said it. I am the least. For I am the least of the apostles. I am not even qualified to be called an apostle. Because I persecuted the church. Now. How many have felt you don't qualify for what you have? You don't even deserve it. The day that I got married, I told myself, I never thought I was going to get married to such a beautiful girl. Seriously. I mean, as I'm standing, I'm looking at you. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that a guy like me can be a pastor of such a nice person. Moses, I don't qualify, really. Even your glasses alone, designer glasses. Richard, I never dreamt that I would be pastoring a strong, tall, handsome guy like you. Yeah. Who loves God like you? Savannah, a professional like you with such a nice smile. Kevin, a man who owns business, a policeman of high integrity like you. Mommy, you've had children who are as old almost as me and I'm pastoring you. It's an honor. I don't qualify. I don't qualify. Yeah, you are the answer to my dreams. True. I mean, a nurse practitioner. She earns quite a few, a lot of thousands of dollars. And yet she's sitting down listening to me, very educated. With my English, although my English is nicer than hers. I'm the least. You went past all the churches. Bishops. And you came to this church. Oh, I'm blessed. That's how your life is. Your job, they dismissed. So many people applied, but they took you. Paul said, I don't qualify, but I'm here. But listen to what follows. Beautiful. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. I am here by the grace of God. Auntie Wamina, such a beautiful girl like you. Oh, girl, almost 90 years old, so beautiful. When I grow up, I want my teeth to be intact like yours. Clap for the Lord Jesus. It's only by grace that I can pastor such a beautiful girl. Yes, 90 going on 16. Only by the grace of God. When I look at my life and I look at the fact that my father didn't finish high school my mother didn't finish high school or just did high school they just did high school but i went to college but i did a course that i am whatever it is if a physician to go through all that is by the grace of god by the grace of god by the grace of god somebody say by the grace of god say i am what i am by the grace of god Yes. That I managed to pass exams is by the grace of God. 
but somebody was trying to undermine me to take my job but the person was fired and my job has been not only did they maintain my job they added the person's hours to my hours it's by the grace of God it's by the grace of God that I was married 27 almost years ago and I'm still married by the grace of God someone say by the grace of God that Isabella you came to this church and you still keep coming in spite of my preaching it's by the grace of God because normally when you go to church you don't last <laughs> it's by the grace of God now now sometimes so, so your job you got is by the grace of God your exams you pass is by the grace of God now let me tell you something that you need to know sometimes Christians eh they like to say by the grace of God, even they are going to write exam, they sleep and say by the grace of God I'll pass. Sometimes Christians overdo and frustrate this grace to the point of failure. Oh, it's by the grace of God you are sitting here. So I don't need to, I just need to, by the grace of God, by the grace of God, by the grace of God I've become a physician. So by the grace of God, I am going to maintain my job. By the grace of God, that person passed the exam. So by the grace of God, I'll pass. Sometimes Christians are so spiritual, they have no earthly significance. Yeah. Everything by the grace of God. Do you know what grace means? Undeserved favor. Help that is unearned. That you didn't work for. But I'm going to surprise you with the next verse. Paul said, I know I'm the least of the apostles. I know I don't qualify. And he even says, I am what I am by the grace of God. But then he makes it something very profound. And his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. In other words, I don't end at saying the grace of God. Otherwise, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, do not frustrate the grace. Knowing that the grace of God is with me, that unmerited favor is with me, that supernatural help is with me, what should you do? It's just like saying, how many of you? She said, I do not frustrate the grace of God. I'm going to tell you, Christians who frustrate the grace don't do well. For if righteousness comes by the Lord, then Christ is dead in vain. He said the grace that was bestowed upon me was not in vain. I'm going to show you how to make the grace of God useless in your life. Where there's grace on, of God on your life, but it's useless. It doesn't help you. Do you want to know how to make it useless? You want me to teach you how to? Or you want to teach me how not to? I'll teach you how not to. Paul said, I did not make the grace of God useless. Let me tell you, give you an example what the grace of God is. You see, Sister Lorraine here, it's a very smart girl. Highly intelligent. Don't worry about this beautiful hair. Inside of this coconut is brain cells. High intelligence. She has gone to school, gone to school, gone to school, gone to school. High intelligence. IQ. High. Now, look at this girl sitting there. My dear, come. This is my daughter. By the grace of God, she got born to me and my wife. And therefore, she carries the brains that I carry. Today, my wife told me, you know, don't tell her I said that. I was on the plane, and then my head bobbed like this. And then my neck started hurting big time. So she bought neck collar. She said, when my neck bobs this way, it won't hit too hard so that I don't. But I didn't use it. And then... Last night, I was telling her that my neck hurts because that thing happened again. You know what she told me? She said, your head is too big. <laughs> so your neck cannot carry the weight of your head. I looked into her face. I said, it's because my brains are heavy. My brains are too big. Too heavy. Yeah. So these are the brains I used to give birth to this girl. The brains that have brought me to become a physician. Now, this girl says she's not going to go to school. My daughter. She's frustrating the brains. 
that God gave her. It's called grace. She didn't work for the brains. She just had to come and be in between my wife and I and come out of us, our union. Just because of that, she was given brains. If she decides not to go to school, she's frustrating the brains. She has what it takes to do well. She is what she is by the brains of her parents. But the brains that were bestowed upon her have become in vain. Useless. Useless because she decided not to go to school. She's decided not to study. She's decided, I want to just sell peanuts. Oh. Wendy's gave her some money for working over there. So I'm not going to work again. She's frustrating the grace. Grace means undeserved, unearned. I didn't work for it. She's not using it. That is how Mordecai told Esther. Your parents may be dead, but you're very beautiful. You're very intelligent. Go and do this beauty pageant. You may become queen. Don't frustrate the gifts that God has given you. Grace is a gift. And so Mordecai's daughter was advised, and she went and she became Queen Esther. Clap for Jesus. Wow. So this girl standing here, my daughter, after a lot of effort, she decides to go to school. Now she's almost a specialist. Wow. She didn't have money. She's always asking daddy for money. Even her car had to buy gas. But you watch her in a year's time. Hey. She will be buying gas for herself, buying hey. gas for me, and buy gas for some of the church members. Clap for the Lord. Woo. Why? Because the grace of God that was on her was not in vain. She has used it. Go and use this big head. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Do you understand? That's how grace is. Grace is like brains in somebody who doesn't want to go to school or work. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. And the grace which God bestowed upon me was not in vain. But what did he do? I labored, bring that scripture, whoever is at the back. I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. In other words, if you see you have a gift, use it. When I was growing up, none of my people had gone to university, had gone to school. As I was going on, I realized that my brains were working. I was passing the exam. I was in first, I was first in position, got a lot of prize. I said, what's happening to me? Nothing, I've done nothing. I've just used, I've just been myself. I am what I am by the grace of God. Then I realized that I have an ability to study and to pass exams. You know what I decided to do? I'm not going to make this brain grace vain. Paul said, I did not, grace that was bestowed upon me was not in vain. I didn't make it useless. But I labored. Not just live, live it means work, work hard. Work hard abundantly, a lot. But while I was working, I was not a fool. I didn't take it out. It's not, it's not God cannot do anything. I said, but the, yet not I, but the grace. Ladies and gentlemen, life is not just about grace. And life is not just about working hard. Life is about the combination. Wow. The combination. Wow. A balanced life wow. is somebody who acknowledges that I have been gifted, I have been blessed, and uses the blessing, the gift for good results. Yeah. That I have a husband, that I have a wife, I'm going to have children with them. That, ah, God, not everybody has an ability to have parents. When I was a child, I said, what? Some people don't have parents, I do. I'm going to make, take full advantage of my parents. Yeah. One day I told my children, I will not live forever. While I'm here, you better take advantage. Yeah. Hey. You better take advantage. Wow. Yeah. Good advice. Like, like, like your church. Like, I will not be the pastor forever. While I'm here, take advantage. Yeah. Your spouse is not going to be there forever. It's a grace. It's God-given. Work hard to maintain him. Maintain her. Your parents are not going to be forever. Work hard to keep them well. Wow. Your job is not going to be forever. Work hard. Work hard. And as much as you can, while you have that job, you may lose it one day. God forbid. Work hard. 
Christians like just to pray and to relax. You prayed, but you're not going for an interview. You're a joker. Today, I'm talking about hard work and church growth. Do you think all the people sitting here, it just came by prayers only? By just sit down? Work! Labor! It was strong work. Hard work. Hard work. Tears, rebukes, corrections, meetings, outreaches, follow-up, phone calls, texts. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it takes hard work mixed with grace because you can work hard. You can, you know, you know there are people who go to school, they study hard, but they can't pass exams. You know people who are very beautiful, but they can't have, they can't marry or they can't keep relationships. It's a, a grace. They have the grace, but sometimes a friend of mine who was very intelligent, he taught all of us in school. When we don't know anything, he teaches us. And we finished school. He got all the prizes in medical school. I got zero. Then I came to America. He went to UK, Europe. When he was in UK, easy. Everybody, you know, in America, we write the United States medical licensing exam as an international person. If you pass the exam, then you can get a residency and become like any American and become a citizen. That's how I got to be a physician here. He went to United Kingdom to become like, so he wrote the exam. Immediately he passed. Very excellent brains, grace. But this guy, everybody, he taught them how to pass the exam. People wrote it three times, four times. He wrote it just once. He taught everybody. But when it comes to looking for a job, he never got a job. <laughs> he never got a job. Do you know why? He frustrated the grace. Wow. Whenever it was time for an interview, he doesn't even prepare. I'm too good. They better take me. They, 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 they need me. I don't need them. If they don't take me, somebody else will take me. I'm that good. That's like the grace. I am what I am by the grace. I will not work hard. So he doesn't prepare for interviews. He doesn't read anything. He has read nothing about interviews. When you talk to a guy, he's such a fool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a fool. Intelligent fool. No, no, I'm serious. Very intelligent. But my father told me one day, between me and my brother, I said, your brother is wiser than you. My brother was not academically. He said, you are intelligent. But you are not as wise. I've seen great men are not always wise. And this guy was not smart. Every interview, they, they refused him. He would go opening the buttons. And doctors, you don't behave that way. And they say they don't want you because of your, apart from your grades. Don't tell him. In fact, in fact, he did that so much and he wouldn't take advice because he taught all of us to pass the exams. So when we tell him that dress well, he said, no, they need me. I don't need them. He did that four years. He didn't have a job. Now he became depressed. He killed himself. Oh. Pride. Because he only depended on the grace, the gift. He won't work hard. He never worked. Even in school, he never studied. He would pass the exam. That's how intelligent. Wow. Photographic memory. Many Christians have photographic God. Therefore, they won't work. They won't even pray. God will make it work. God, everything, God will make it. God will. God created your hands. Hard work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even God, he worked to bring the earth to be so hard that on the seventh day he had to rest. You say you are godly? Godly people work hard. People who have grace work hard. Yeah. When Adam and Eve were given the garden, they had nothing to do with it. God provided everything and even the waters. Eventually, when they had the handing over ceremony to Adam and Eve, you know what God told them? Genesis chapter 2 verse 15. He said, although I have made you, bring Genesis chapter 2 verse 15. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden. To do what? To dress it and to keep it. To dress it. To dress it, to work on it. To keep working. And to keep it, to protect it. 
God did everything, but he said, hey, don't take it for granted. You got to work. Tell somebody, you've got to work. Grace is great, but work beautifies grace. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You think I'm a good preacher? It's true, by the grace of God. But I've worked, I've prepared before coming to you. Oh yeah, I've gone through these scriptures. I've gone through these scriptures. I've written notes. Hard work. Hard work. Dress it and keep it. Dress that grace and keep it. I give it to you. You woke up and you found out you are beautiful. Well, dress up. Dress up. Dress up. And be put up a smile. You may have nice teeth, but smile so that somebody will approach you. Amen. Smell good to be attractive. Don't sit and say you are beautiful. Interact with people. I'm about to smile. Yeah. When you come to church, make friends. Make friends. Make friends. You said you are not married. Who should come and marry you? You two come. Come. My wife had to cook a few meals for me before I proposed. She was working hard for this guy and she got this guy. Work hard. Work hard. I was watching what she cook for me. What she cook? I said, that's the right girl. That's the right girl. Yeah, okay. I'm going to reward you for your hard work. Okay. And today, it's she's working. Working. enjoying it's the hard working. work. Clap for Jesus. Yeah. Many high schoolers, they fail in college. Do you know why? High school, you don't need to study much. They give you teaching guide, hmm. lecture notes, study guide. Ah. Exam is coming. They tell you what is coming. coming. Just read it and go. Just read it and go and pass. So they have high GPA. Mm. But they can't pass ACT. Or they get a very basic ACT. High GPA. Combination is good. They got scholarship. Then they get to university. Then when they get to university, that is where it's independent work. There's no study guide. No, study no teaching guide. guide. Nothing. You have to study. That's where the difference comes. That's where people frustrated the grace. High IQ, but they don't know how to study. They lose their scholarships. They finish school and they don't have a profession. And they said they are doing what they call gap year. It shows there's a gap in their ears. <laughs> True. And then suddenly, somebody who was very good in academic... My son suffered that problem. I know that. I know he has high IQ. But he couldn't pass. You know what I did? I sent him to Ghana. I said, watch, watch this. Because there, they don't give you study guide. So I said, go and be with them. The first year, he was miserable like a cat. Like a wet cat. Then suddenly, you don't have computer, you don't have Wi-Fi. She had to study. Today, he has added the strong studying skill wow. to his high IQ. IQ. And he's on top Woo! of his class. Clap for the Lord Jesus. He failed almost everything before. But then hard work brought him up. Some of you, what you failed, it's not because there's no grace on you. No, no, no. You, some of us are lazy. Outright lazy. Lazy. You don't even do your chores. You don't even make your bed. Yeah. When you finish eating, you don't even clean your plates. Lazy bones. And you carry the same thing to school and you lose grace. You carry the same thing to work. And you are fired, you are fired. You said the boss is bad. No, you are bad. Oh, help us Lord. Say somebody, I'm changing. I am changing. Remember this statement. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 10. I am what I am by the grace of God. And God's grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. How did I make use of it? How come it was not in vain? Because I labored more abundantly than even the people that didn't have grace. And yet not I. I'm not counting, but the grace of God which made me work. You say you have grace, then let's see it by your hard work. Clap for Jesus. You try this. Try this. Whatever level at which you work, Move it higher. You will come and give a testimony. 
move it higher in your school, you'll give a testimony. Stop sleeping when you have to wake up and do some work. If you like, take on an extra hour of prayer, an extra hour of work. Let me tell you, you have dreams? The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 3. Do you know how a dream comes to pass? The Bible says a dream comes through the multitude of business. You get busy in multiple ways. Not even in one way. Wow. Multitude. You have a dream? A dream to become a lawyer? Today I was talking to my daughter. She said she wants to be a lawyer. I said, really? No problem. The road there is called multitude of business. Eric, when you came to America, I knew you. You have passed exams in Ghana and you said American dream, foolish dream. This man, for the first year, he was waiting for the American dream. It didn't work. Second year, it didn't work. Third year, it didn't work. Then he realized that, no, no, no. A dream doesn't come by coming to America. There's nothing like American dream. Americans are one of the most hardworking people you will ever find. Two jobs, three jobs, night job. Really? Day job, multiple jobs. Both night and day, not long. Clock in, clock out. I tell you, you are joking. Those people who sit in other countries thinking, when I come to America, everything is going to be all right. Nothing is going to be all right. You are dreaming. You are a dreamer. You are a dreamer. How many have woken up? You had a dream that you have a million dollars. And when you woke up, the million dollars were, were in your bed. No, no. Sometimes you had a million dollars. When you woke up, you are sweating. And you are exasperated. Ah, I thought I was rich. Only to wake up to find out I am poor. Because a dream is only a mirage. But you want to realize it? It comes through multitude of laziness, isn't it? Multitude of sleepiness. No, that's how a dream comes. If you don't sleep, how can you have a dream? That's your mind. But God says, you are the one who sleeps to have a dream. Don't rely on your sleep. At all. Because God says, sleep brought the dream, but business will bring it to pass. A dream comes through not one business, multiple. When I came here to want to start a church, multiple business. The church, I had to just start outreaches. I had to start prayer. Immediately we came, we, we fasted and we prayed. Then we went for outreach. I remember on the road, I got up. I said, why is the church not working? And then I got out of the car and I put my head on the floor. And I knelt down, poured oil. I said, Lord, something must work. Make things easy. And the policeman was behind me. He said, sir, are you okay? I said, I'm all right. Then why are you, your head on the floor? It was part of my multitude of business. Hey. I had to pray, anoint the ground. I had to enter the car and go to the, the mall and reach out to soul. Even at the airport, my first soul was called Casey. She's still in the church wow. with her son, Caden. She's giving birth here. Multitude of business. Yeah. Just last week, I told people, I'm going to have lunch with pastor. Yeah. For those of you who don't want me to visit you, I want to come and visit. I've done visitation. Many of you have visited in your homes. That's why you're here. Multitude of business. Many of you, shepherds have visited you. Multitude of business. I've trained shepherds. Multitude of business. I've loved shepherds. Multitude of business. I've invested in people. Some people have paid their fees. Multitude of business. Why do you think this church is still here? Why do you think the church members love me and they don't love you? Multitude of business. Mimi, there's a reason you love me. Do you know that I care? Multitude of business. A lot of things go to make a dream come to pass. Just because you're married, you want to be happy in marriage. No, it's not like that. You're just married. It's just a dream. Make it, make it work through a multitude of business. Start cooking. Start cooking. Start wiping the tears. Start kissing. Start sending flowers. Start praying. Start being humble. Start resolving the problems. You just went to school. You want to become a lawyer. Start passing the exam. Start studying. Go to the library. 
Go online. Ask people for help. Go for tutoring. Ladies and gentlemen, let's bring it home. You want, next week, we want to have International Sunday. Want the whole place to be filled. Want a beautiful thing. There has to be rehearsals. There has to be outreaches. There has to be going out there to invite people. Come. For everything is ready. Nothing happens by chance. A dream comes through the multitude of business. People often like the glory. But they will never ask about the story behind the glory. That's what you call history. His story. History. What did he do to get to that point? It's not the glory. You are looking at the wrong thing. You see, Brother Spencer and Sister Devonia, they are wearing yellow, yellow. So you also sad. Ah, first of all, how to marry? Get a yellow dress. You are joking. You are joking. And buy the same yellow dress for the person you want to marry. You are joking. You know the number of fights they've had? The number of issues they've resolved? Yeah. Do you know the number of sleepless nights that they've had? Resolving issues? Talking? Praying? Working? Taking away issues? Hard work. Not just grace. Not just yellow dress. A dream comes through the multitude of business. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Multiple businesses. Ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to the kingdom, it's the same thing. Many people, many Christians don't become anything in the Lord. They can't prophesy. They can't lay hands on the sick to recover. They can't witness to people. They can't even understand the Bible because they've decided that an angel will pour all that into you. You can't even worship. It takes hard work to become a good Christian. Romans chapter 12 verse 11. Bible says that don't be lazy in your business but be fervent in spirit as you serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you getting something? Are you being blessed so far? Yes. I think God is explaining you to you. That's it. Abanda, you can become a very great person. You will become a very great person. But it's not just by statements. It's not just a dream. You got to work hard. Very hard. Rashad, you want a Mercedes Benz? It's possible. It's possible. Why shouldn't you have a Mercedes? It's possible. I prophesy you will drive one. In Jesus' name. Oh no, just not receiving it. Say, I will work it. Yes. Stop that receiving nonsense. Christians, all I receive it, I receive it. Lazy. Receive what? Receive the hard work. Receive the grace and the hard work. So what Christians do? They receive the grace. But they drop the hard work. And people insult Christians. That they said they call themselves Christian, but they are failing. But they are poor. But they are this. Bible says, why should they say, where is their God? I'll never allow anybody to say that thing about me. I'll teach you to work hard. So when you work hard, unbeliever works hard, then you get the advantage because you have the grace, they don't. So you both work hard, but the grace finds you. Just like the guy who wanted to kick me out. I worked hard, he worked hard. But what I had that he didn't have was grace, favor, undeserved help. And therefore, he tried to weed me by his hard work. But favor found me with my hard work. And there he left, I stayed, and I was promoted. Clap for Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you a few things. When it comes to the business of the Lord, Jesus Christ was typical. Luke chapter 2 verse 49 Jesus having left that depends three days they were looking for him they couldn't find him. They found him in the temple. You know what he told them everybody knew that the grace of God was upon Jesus Christ but he said he said to them how is it that you were looking for me? Did you not know that I must be about what? My father's business. 
Let me tell you, grace of God, hard work. And the next thing that you use this grace and hard work to do is to do the Lord's business so that your business will work. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these other things shall be added to you. That is an advantage Christians have over unbelievers. Yeah. Do you know that I have a double job? I work in my secular job. I work also in the church. And God says, the laborer who works must is worthy of his wages. So many people don't think that God pays. I don't earn even one dollar from what I do. Did you know that? All these years I pastored you. I've not even asked for one dollar. I've not paid. I'm not paid. It's a volunteer job. Your offering, they go straight to the bank for the church. That's what pays the bills and does all these things. I pay tithes just like you. But what gives me an advantage, which will give you an advantage, is to be like Jesus. Jesus says, I must be about my father's business. Many Christians, they have their secular job, they grant they have the grace of God, but they don't have this third option, working for the Lord. Yeah, there are Christians who come and sit and dress beautifully, watching everybody, but they do nothing in the house of the Lord. As you see, some keyboardists here, cameraman there, all kinds of what job do you do in the church? What has the grace of God done for the Lord? Is it all about you? God told Adam and Eve, till the ground and keep it. But, inside of that is to do it for the Lord. They lost everything. They decided they were going to just take care of themselves. Ah, what is good for food? What will make one wise and all that? They forgot about God. And they were using the grace to just make themselves good through satanic instruction. Selfishness is of the devil. Yeah. Real Christians, they live for God. I'll say it again. Work hard. But don't forget working hard for the Lord. Jesus said, I must be about my father's business. And let me tell you something. When it comes to like this International Sunday and beyond, hard work brings church growth. But the hard work must come from the church members, not just the pastor. Work hard by using the most fruitful working hours of your life. Fruitful working hours. You work in the day. In the evening, tell somebody about Christ. Or at the workplace, pull out a card and give to somebody. We're having International Sunday. We have a church service. God will be very happy with you. You are working for the Lord. You are working for the Lord. The Bible says in John chapter 9 verse 4, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Because the night is coming where I cannot work. Work while you are young. I started working for the Lord while I was young. Leon, that's what you should be doing. Singing for the Lord at this age is a blessing. You are like Jesus Christ. At 12, he was in the temple. Abanda, I don't see you doing anything in this church. Start somewhere like Jesus. You watch it. You watch it. You sow for the Lord, he will sow into your life. Solomon built a house for God. He became the richest in the east. His first job, built for God. Hard work, the grace of God. Paul said, I labored for the Lord more abundantly. So use your working hours. You are busy doing your whatever it is, but in the evening and weekends, come for the rehearsal. Choristers who stay, they are blessed. Some of you don't want to join the choir with your beautiful voice just because you don't want to give any, even one extra hour for the Lord. There's something called maximize Sunday usage. Where you come to church on Sunday, just like a Jew. You know what the Jews, how the Jews are rich? They have dedicated one day, one day to work for the Lord. One day. If it's Friday evening, sundown, they will never work for you. They said from sundown to sun, what down the following day, 
please, if you don't want to employ me, take your job. You know what they do? They go to worship 24 hours a week. No job anywhere. We are serving the Lord. That is what we have decided to do by calling it maximize Sunday usage. When you are in the church, join something after church. Go for your rehearsal. Instrumental rehearsal is going on. Media rehearsal is going on. Choir rehearsal is going on. Dancing stars rehearsal is going on. Ashes are rehearsing. Airport stars are working on the list of people, making them happy, feeding them, giving them drink, making people settled. You're working for the Lord. The Lord says he will never forget your labor. He said in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse number 10, he said, God is not unrighteous to forget your work and your labor of love, which you have shown toward his name. Please look at me. Look at me. I'm speaking to you. Which you have shown towards his name. In that you have served or ministered to him. And you continue to do it. That's why I said I will never stop. Never. You kill me. Kill me while I'm working. But I'll keep working for the Lord. And you will see that the grace of God will also be upon my life. Benu say amen. As the International Sunday is coming, God is watching you. How many people are going to be contrib- are you going to be contributing towards this venture? And even when it's over, how many are you going to follow up? As we are going for outreaches this Saturday, how many are going to get involved? As we are praying for souls, 5 a.m., you are snoring. You've carried the grace of God into your dream, your sleep. London, say amen. Sit up, sit up like a gentleman. Good. Amen. I believe that it's going to be a blessing. Anybody who works for the Lord, you are blessed and special. Find something to do in the church. Find something. Some of you are very good at teaching children. Go and ask your shepherd, what can I do? I'm good like Isabella about children. So what can I do? Who should I see? Some of you can sing. Some of you, all you can do is dance because your voice is not working like Sister Devonia's voice. But you can dance. Do it. You can usher. You can clean. Amen. Amen. So use the days. Sunday is the church's busiest and most important day for the pastor and for the shepherd and for the church member. A Sunday well spent is like a whole week of work. It should be the case for every Christian and every church. Ofambi, you get up, you finish, and you walk away. Young, strong like you. What are you going to do? Watch movies. Stay and serve the Lord and rehearse so that all these instruments that we bought will become useful. They are not useful because of passive people like you. True. You watch it. When the passivity goes... They don't frustrate the grace. Suddenly, this thing will come alive. Look, they're very talented. When my children were here, they, they, made, they made good music. Today, God has blessed them. God has blessed them. They are leaders, pastors of youth people. And in their secular life too, they are doing well. That's what God is going to do for you all. Amen. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Amen. The next thing that you need to do, work under supervision. Work under leadership. Recognize your leader. Everybody here has a basenta leader. Has a shepherd. Sister Victoria, come. You are the basenta leader for which area? Come, come, come. For which area? For the areas that are, tell me where? University of Memphis and all the areas in that area. And then for Lakeland, where is Sister Linda and Pastor Richard? Yeah, look at that. All the Lakeland and Cordova. Where is Brother, Brother Alex? He didn't come to church today too. This is their leader in Cordova area, Lakeland. Fraser, Sister Victoria, you're up, Sister Devonia, please rise up. That's your leader. When they call you, come. What, Brother Calvin? From Midtown, downtown. Look at him. He's always driving people in, calling people. Beautiful shepherding, that's your leader. Which other place? Where's Brother William? He's with the children. 
That's the wife, Sister Sherry. Where is she? Come, come. That's the shepherd. The shepherd wife, East Memphis. Come, come, come. She's even carrying some of the sheep in her stomach. What a beautiful shepherd. Yeah. She's carrying the sheep in her stomach. Yes. Overseers. Paul said to Titus, in Titus 1, 4, and 5, to Titus and Timothy, to Titus, my true child, in the common faith, for this reason, I left you in Crete that you might set in order what remains. I left you in this area and I appointed to appoint elders in every city as I directed you. Listen. Paul sent them that look, go and lead in this area. Go and lead this area and appoint elders. Some of you need to work closely with these people. You are frustrating them. They come for a meeting, you are not there. They said, let's go for our outreaches, you are not there. Let's go for prayer. You are not there. Hard work is what will bring the dream. Hard work and church growth. Say from today, we'll respond to them in Jesus' name. And on the platforms, when they send a text, you don't respond. You all can go down. You are anointed. You are blessed. That's with supervision. And finally, work when you have no supervisor, no overseer, no leader. Let me show you a scripture that will help you in your whole life. We're going to learn from the smallest animal animal that you can ever learn from, the ant. Proverbs chapter 6 from verse 6. Watch this. New Living Translation. Proverbs chapter 6 verse 6. Let me teach you something from the ant. It says, take a lesson from ants, you lazy bones. I don't mean you're a lazy bone, please. My church members are hardworking. Someone say, my, my church members are hardworking. Say, my brothers and sisters are hardworking. They are not lazy bones. So, the person didn't come. Take a lesson from the ants. You lazy bones. Or say, they lazy bones. Learn from their ways and become wise. It means laziness is foolishness. Laziness is not wisdom. Okay. Now, verse 7. Verse 7. Though they have no prince or governor or ruler or supervisor to make them work. They don't have anybody to make them work. Yet, they labor hard all summer, gathering food for the winter. Some of you are going to, if you don't work hard while you're young, you grow old and you are still looking for three jobs when your bones are crackling. It should never happen to you. Work hard while you're young. That's why I say I'm 16 and a bit. I'm working. I, I do two jobs. They labor hard all summer, gathering food for the winter. Now, the next verse. But you, lazy bones, how long will you sleep? Say, I'm not a lazy bone. So I'll arise. How long will you sleep? When will you wake up? A little sleep or a little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Bible says, what will happen? Poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. No, you see, you see, you see not much. A little extra sleep, a little folding of the arms, a little, some of us like a lot of sleep, a lot of rest. Sleep is overrated, I tell you. I'll say it again. Sleep is overrated. Work hard. Do you know what I tell myself? Sometimes I say, this sleep is very expensive. When I go to Indiana and I'm working, they say, oh, can I work four hours or can I work eight hours? I look at the thing and I said, if I work four hours and I get paid, I go and sleep four, four hours, I would have been paid what I would have worked four hours. Then I calculate the sleep. I said, this is expensive sleep. Every hour, if it even cost me $100, $100. Or if it cost me $50. Did you hear what she said? She said, maybe you are sleeping away a car. Maybe it's, you are sleeping away a house. Maybe you are sleeping away nice jewelry. Maybe you are sleeping away your school fees. Maybe you are sleeping away your grades. Maybe you are sleeping away your scholarship. You are sleeping away all the GPA that could have been. Bible says a little 
extra sleep. Some wives are very lazy. I'll say it again. Especially the husbands. Yeah. Some husbands do nothing. Nothing at home. But especially the children. Nothing. I'm telling you. You can put, if you like travel, they will eat today. The uh, 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 plates will be there. Tomorrow's will come and add. The third day will come and add. Including, even underpants, they want their mother to come and wash it. Lazy. And they carry this thing. You know, life is like, uh, what's it called? At the airport, what are the, 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 the rope? Conveyor belt. Let me tell you something. They are like a conveyor belt. When children are there, they only have a short time, up to 18 or 21, for you to finish what you're doing because somebody will come and take them and want to marry them or college will go. So, we start. Conveyor belt starts from here. Party training, party training doesn't work. Then you keep going. But the conveyor belt is going. Now it's six years. It's going, going, going. You don't brush your teeth. It's going. It's going, it's going. You don't wash clothes. It's going. It's going, it's going. You don't do your chores. It's going. It's going, it's going. You wake up too late. It's going. It's going, it's going. You can't even clean yourself. It's going, it's going. And then 18, 17 years. It's going. But you still don't know how to wash. It's going. You still don't know. Then suddenly... Because of the beauty of the face, somebody decides to marry them. Now, the person is not only a husband, but has to become a mother. Has become a father to train how to clean plates. Because on the conveyor belt, it's still running. Now, the parents have been disqualified because you're married. Now, somebody has to force you to clean, to study. Somebody has to force you how to earn. Somebody has to force you to teach you how to talk. And then suddenly it doesn't work and then they ditch you. Then another person has to take over. Oh, oh no, no, it didn't happen that way. But says to school. Now you sleep so late, now they have to kick you out of school. Because the parents didn't do their job. Or you didn't allow the parents to do their job. Now the conveyor belt is going. Now, all kinds of things are happening. And then you wonder, what happened? Let's work hard. While we have the time. Every time is an opportunity. You may sleep one year, but it may cost you a whole lifetime because the conveyor belt is going. Ladies and gentlemen, don't get angry if this affects you in any way. Rather use it. Let's learn from the ant, from that little ant without supervision who does everything and gathers and he knows the time, that all the time is not his. Summer is all that I have. Youthfulness is all that I have. I'm only going to school for a period. Don't wait till you grow gray hair to go to school. It's not worth it. And find a job, do something. But in the house of God, even without supervision, without a basenta leader, rise up and pray. Rise up and join the basenta. Join the activities. Join. Nobody had to tell me anything. Did you know that they don't supervise me here? I supervise myself. But I preach good. I preach really good because of you, by the grace of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really study hard. I really pray. You know what time I woke up and prayed because of you? Every one of you have mentioned your name in prayer today. I prayed for everyone. I did it on Tuesday. I did it today as well. Unsupervised. Do you know the reason why people who are supervised, they have to clock in? They can't trust your judgment. If you can be unsupervised for a long time, you will rise up to a managerial position. You will not have to clock in. That's promotion. God wants all his children to be like that. Hard work and church growth. It means hard work and growth in your life. May the church grow because of your hard work. May God count on you when there are outreaches. As International Sunday is coming, today there's going to be a lot of rehearsal. All nationalities are going to rehearse. You see, somebody will just walk out. But work hard for the Lord. Just say, I'm doing it for the Lord. The last thing I'll say is that work for the Lord with your heart with your heart. Colossians 3, 23 and 24 says, whatever you find to do, do it heartily. Colossians 3, 23 and 24, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not as unto men, King James. Knowing this, that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of your inheritance. Shame. Because you serve the Lord Christ. 
please serve the Lord Christ. Please serve the Lord. Serve your mother, serve your father, serve your boss, but don't forget to serve God. That has been my life. I serve God, I've served my parents, I serve my boss, but I never forget the service to God. He's the one who has given me the grace and the favor. Watch your life upgrade. You are better than the ant. You don't need a supervisor. If you can supervise yourself, if you can manage your own, you are the president of your room. Let your room be seen. Let your room not smell anymore. You are the president of your marriage. Let it become beautiful. You are the president of your kitchen. Let it be clean. Let the place be clean. You are the president of your academic GPA, life, ACT, SAT, all. Let it have results. Anything you complain about the president, when things don't work, complain about yourself. And tell yourself, if you don't take care, we will have a coup and we'll remove you, Mr. Me, Madam Me. And warn yourself, I give you three weeks, change your character. From three weeks, you are going to bath, you're going to wake up in the morning, you're going to pray. You're going to find a job. You're going to study. You're not going to watch movies when it's time to study. Students, you're going to do well. You're going to put in resumes. You're going to work hard. You're going to throw away some of the, the, the social media nonsense. Nonsense, nonsense. The pornography that has engulfed your whole life. Such that your whole life cannot even wake up. May God help us. Remember, a dream comes through a multitude of business. That dream you have is going to come to pass. Do watch it. Many of you will have testimonies because of this. Many of you, you're going to be promoted because of this message. Many of you, your GPA is going to cut up a high because of this message. Many of you, your attitude will change. What you call the demon, you will see that you will have to cast out the demon from you. You are the demon. It was just an attitude, not a demon. And God has brought you a message that will change you. Your future is so bright. I need shades, dark glasses to look into it. Your future is that bright. Your career is that bright. I can see great things happening to you just because you decided I am better than an ant. Without supervision, I'm going to do well. I'm going to work hard. I'm not going to frustrate the grace. Just because I'm a Christian, I'm going to serve God. I'm going to combine grace and hard work. And you see the results of what God will make you. I can't wait for your testimony. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Rise to your feet. Put your hands together for Jesus. I can't wait for your testimony. Many testimonies will come. Put your hand on your heart, please. God is blessing many people. God is anointing many people. God is changing many hearts. Next week will be so beautiful. The International Sunday. People will come because of your activities with their different regalia, with their different clothes, different dances, different songs. Oh, what a beautiful service it will be. Father, bless your people. Those of us who've lost grades, lost scholarships, lost jobs, lost relationships, lost favor because of a bad attitude, which we didn't remember to work hard on. Please help us. Give us one more chance. Give everybody one more chance. Let our career brighten up. Let our academic lives brighten up. Let our jobs flourish again. Let our relationships do better again. May our children excel again. May our parents excel again. Father, I prophesy these blessings. Oh God, let's make use of the summer because the winter is coming. Your children need wisdom. Thank you for this wisdom. The wisdom of the ant the wisdom of the hard worker, the wisdom of grace, the wisdom of service to God, the wisdom of working the hours that we need to work for you, the wisdom of taking instructions from our supervisors and the wisdom of working without supervision. That's all going to be your portion. God is going to bless you with those things and you're going to transform and take life with grace and hard work in Jesus' name. If you are here, you want to give your life to Jesus. This is your opportunity. You want to give your life to Jesus? You want to tell the Lord, Lord, I surrender to you. Change my life. I want to invite you completely into my heart. To sit in my heart and to change me. If you are here like that, just give me a wave wherever you are. You want to give your life to Jesus. Just give me a wave if you want to give your life to Jesus.
It doesn't matter who didn't come or who came, who's sitting by you. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. Let's all say this. Almighty Father. Almighty Father. Thank you thank for you. your salvation. For your salvation. And for your glory. And for your glory. In my life. In my life. I believe. I believe. Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is the Help Christ. Help me. Help me to believe, to believe in grace, in grace and hard work, and hard work in Jesus' name. In Jesus use me, name. use me in the area of prayer, in the area of witnessing, prayer, witnessing outreaches, outreaching the work of the Lord, the work of the Lord, and use me, and use to me. prove that your grace is not in vain through hard work. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Wow, weren't you blessed by that anointed word of God? Come join our services this and every Sunday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time in person at 5796 Shelby Oaks Drive, Memphis, Tennessee. Be blessed.